This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. And good morning. Thank you for joining us today. We are back. It is Wednesday and we're getting underway. We've got a lot planned for the show today, including a visit with one of the biggest TV stars of the 90s. And 2000s, I guess. Uh, David Duchovny from X-Files and Californication is going to be on. And uh, also, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> you remember Duchovny was in that before yeah, X-Files came out? Yeah, Yeah. Total doucher. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be talking to uh, David Duchovny. There's no reboot of X-Files or Californication, but he uh, he put out an album, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's... That's why he's calling into a second-rate uh, show like this. No, we're not second-rate. Oh, well, thank you, Joanna. <laughs> I, I like that you stay so positive. Thank you. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, coming up this weekend, it's the tax-free weekend in Texas. You don't pay the sales tax on all the approved items, including just almost everything, you know. Clothes, right? Clothes, backpacks, anything that can kind of be considered considered a school supply. So, I'm excited about that. Back to School Expo this Saturday. And uh, in addition to the uh, tax-free weekend savings that you'll be able to find everywhere, We've also got some scholarships to give away. So find out about the scholarship opportunities courtesy of El Paso Electric. They've got four $500 scholarships. And if you're a student returning to school this fall, find out how you could be the winner of one of those $500 scholarships from El Paso Electric Company. Also, a lot of exhibits and performances on the YMCA performance stage giveaways at the Johnson Jewelers Prize Tent and the Texas Kids Dental Coloring Contest. So there really is something for students of every age. It's the Back to School Expo this Saturday at Silla Vista Mall. Special thanks to Coca-Cola Southwest Beverages, Omicron, and Omicron. (laughs) What? Every time you say that. And Western Tech. And we've also got our final live concert at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater for the summer season. Coming up tomorrow night, it's another free concert. The rescheduled Azucar concert is going to be at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. Freeze the the big word there. No charge to get in, but get there early. Make sure you get a good seat. Music starts at 6 o'clock with live performers on the El Paso Community College patio stage. And then Azucar takes over at 7 on the main McElligan Amphitheater stage. Westar presents Cool Canyon Nights. Special thanks to our other partners, White Claw, ROI, Home Remodeling, Charlie Clark, Nissan, and superior sign and lighting. Thank all of you for your support for this very successful 2022 Cool Canyon Night season. Uh, all right, let's find out what kind of things we're going to be talking about today. Joanna, why don't you start off mm-hmm. with some entertainment news? Give us a preview mm-hmm. of what's coming up on your Hollywood report. 
Yeah, Twitter is slamming Monica Lewinsky after she asked Beyonce to change lyrics in a nine-year-old song. <laughs> the song is partitioned, and it, of course, references her notorious affair. But everyone is saying, um, weren't you kind of proud of it? Yeah. Because in her Twitter bio, she calls herself a rap song muse. All right. I mean, it's she's going to live on forever in a Beyonce song. <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you rather live forever in a Beyonce song than in, well, the, in the history Hey, books? Joanna, what was the actual lyric in that Beyonce song that Monica Lewinsky wants her to change? He Monica Lewinsky and all on my gym. Is that how it goes? Or you're just Actually, I don't know how it goes. That was good, Joanna. Thank you. Good. Uh, so this comes as a response to some people complained because Beyonce used the word spaz in a new song on her new mm -hmm. album. And so Monica Lewinsky said, hey, while you're at it, you might want to change this Monica Lewinsky reference. <laughs> I I took it as a, as in jest. Uh-huh. The Monica Lewinsky tweet, I but people are really right. like taking her to task for it or whatever. They really are. Okay. <laughs> so mad at her for it. Is Red Lobster going to be next? We saw the... Taken out of the Beyonce song. Hot saucing your purse. Is that next? Yeah. <laughs> What's next? I, the only song Lemonade. I know, Single Ladies is the only song I know <laughs> by Beyonce. And, oh, we saw this story come across yesterday after the show was over, and it had a picture of Monica Lewinsky now. Monica uh -huh. looks great. She does. Monica Lewinsky is hotter now <laughs> than she was back when the Lewinsky stuff was going on. She does. She looks really fantastic. She does look great. Yeah. That's good. Uh, all right. How about news? Megan McCormick's going to bring us uh, news headlines later this morning. So what is what are our big stories today, Megan? Well, legendary broadcaster Vin Scully passed away. We're going to talk about that. Also, the PACT Act is finally passed. Going to give you the details on that. For sure? For sure. For sure passed. This is the one that part of it is going to take care of veterans who worked in tax toxic burn pits. Yes. And it was being held up by people like Ted Cruz. <sighs> and so I did read that, that Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell agreed that they'd come to some kind of uh, agreement on it. So it definitely for sure has passed. Yes. Okay. Also, it's the third anniversary of the Walmart shooting, unfortunately. Uh, August 3rd, I'm going to let you guys know if there's anything this morning you want to get out there and, uh, you know. Third, third, three years ago? Three years ago Three years today. ago that the Walmart uh, shooting happened. I believe that was on, I believe that was on a Saturday, It was a right? Saturday. Yeah, it was a Saturday when that happened. Yep. All right, so uh, plenty coming up in the news. David Duchovny is going to be on the show with us <laughs> later today. I'm real, I was a huge X huge X Files fan. Dude, he's hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> just a little bit. And oh, OJ Simpson uh, is giving his opinion on uh, the D Deshaun Watson situation. Oh, thank with the God. Yeah. Oh. I wonder. <laughs> this. I wonder, somebody must have asked O.J. Simpson, or else he just went down to a TV station and was like, hey, I want to tell you what I think about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Somebody probably... He has a podium outside his house. <laughs> right. And now here's what O.J. Simpson thinks about the latest celebrity scandal from the world of sports. Uh, so I'll, I'll actually have that coming up in Today in Sound Clips, which is on the way in just a few minutes.
I can't wait for that. Uh, did you see the uh, email from Nico? Oh, I, I did see it now. Ba-ba-ba. Nico says, yeah. woke up in the middle of the night with the- a sore throat and tight chest. Took a home test. It came up positive. Okay, positive for COVID nineteen. I was looking for this. <laughs> so uh, he's yeah, not. So he's, he's not, not in today. He's not running late. I just want to clear up any confusion. Here. When we interview David Duchovny, you're going to hear <laughs> Nico's voice on it because we. Our interview time was yesterday after, after the, show. the show, so we, we, we pre-recorded the David Duchovny, and now it's too late. And Nico's very prominent in that yeah, interview. Yeah, Nico's <laughs> voice is all over it, so. His I, I voice, figured, his COVID, it's all over it. Oh, my God, and he had chips Dude. in here, and he was offering us all I potato know. chips. Well, I know, I know, I'm trying chips. to block we, that out. <laughs> did, did anybody not take a handful of chips? Because I did. I did. so many I chips, did. you guys? Because he was... Uh, kind of urging us to because they were some kind of really unusual it, it flavor. It was like a hot dog flavored a, yeah. uh, chip, so of course. Right. And there we he, are. He like wouldn't he let it go. He eating. kind of forced us to eat his covid potato chips. He really chips. did force us. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Buzz, David David Duchovny was not in studio with Nico. Nico did not spray <clears throat> his COVID all over David Duchovny. <laughs> no, David Duchovny <laughs> remained just safe the viewers, on the others. Or, just us. The listeners know. <laughs> Just us. Yeah, no, it was just, just us. us. Uh, let's get to our uh, late feel night. Feel better, Nico. What is the, yeah, okay. what is kind of the protocol? Because that's what he asked in the email. Do you have you any know, idea? I like, think it's whatever you feel these days. I don't know really, really? what the protocol is. I know. Like, right? it's is it five like, days? Is it wait, ten days? Would you go so far as to say if somebody tested positive for COVID and then like after two days, say they got they got the diagnosis on a Monday? And then on Wednesday, they're like, ah, I'm feeling better. I'm going to go back to work. I like it, how he asked, hey, I assume isolation. <laughs> oh, no, duh, Nico. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's because the, the, the testing, I mean, if you take that new medication, the um, Paxlovid, Paxlovid, they say that you can get a rebound uh, case. You can get a positive test days after. What, is that what Biden <gasps> did? That's what happened. Is that what happened? That's, to the- that's what happened with, well, that's a. I think happened with Biden. Okay. Well, anyway. I'm not. I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> Nico's out today with uh, a positive COVID test. Yeah. Get into today in sound clips. We're going to hear what OJ thinks about Deshaun Watson's situation. And uh, before we do that, though, let's uh, take a listen to our late night roundup. If you didn't stay up watching TV, we've got a recap of highlights, funniest moments from late night television. Here we go. Today in sound clips here in just a few minutes. We're also going to talk to X Files and Californication star David Duchovny. 
later this morning. Before we get to sound, uh, sound clips, however, we have a call on the line. Oh, it's Nice Tony. Hi, Nice Tony. Hey, what's going on, guys? Good to hear from you, Hi, buddy. Tony. What's going on? Hey, nah, just letting you know my little experience with COVID at the beginning of July. After two and a half years, I finally caught it. Mm. Um, you, I, I would think that by that point, you thought you were probably in the clear. I, I certainly yeah, you, do, because yeah, I haven't gotten I it. Did, you know what? <laughs> After the surge in December and January, I was like, well, I guess I'm one of those lucky few ain't going to catch it. <laughs> I did. I started feeling off on the 1st of July. And I was like, you know what? I better quit doing Uber and go home and test myself. Uh-huh. I didn't feel sick. I just felt off. And I went, and sure enough, I came out positive. Well, I had prior issues 10 years ago. I almost died of pneumonia. I was on a ventilator in a coma for three weeks. Oh, no. And uh, so I take, myself, you know, I take care of myself. And um, I went, and they gave me those same pills that they gave uh, the president. Um, when I was there at the doctor's, that's when I started feeling symptoms, body aches. My temperature went up to 100. Um, he asked me if I wanted the, the the antibody drip, but he said it wasn't good because I have all four boosters. You know, I lied on the application and got my second one because I'm not even 50 yet, but screw it. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you were nice about it, nice, Tony. I'm in a car with a bunch of people, so, you know, I'm high risk. How bad did you feel? Tell me how bad you felt. You know what? It wasn't bad at all because I started taking those pills right away. The symptoms only lasted a day and a half. Uh, minor body aches, uh, minor fever, never went above 100. It stayed about the 99. Um, I was congested just in one nose, not not the whole both nose congested. And uh, that was it. I tested out Friday. I was positive. I tested Tuesday morning on a home test in the morning, tested negative. Took another test in the afternoon, tested negative. Went the next day because the next day was after the 4th of July. And uh, got the PCR, and I was negative. I had no rebound, minor symptoms. So those pills, I do highly recommend them. The first day you get those symptoms or you feel off, just get them. Now, me at the time, they weren't giving them at the pharmacy. I had to go to the doctor and pay the doctor and all that. But from what I'm hearing now, you go, you test at the pharmacy, then the pharmacist is allowed to give you the prescription right then and there. Oh, that's good information. Yeah, that's good information for people. Highly, highly recommended. Um, I don't know about any rebound cases. I didn't get none. My 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 system works very well with any kind of drug. So, (laughs) all right. Well, Tony, it's uh, it's good to hear that you handled it so well and bounced back so quickly. Yeah, yeah, it was a blessing. So, any you know, just a little advice to people: you start feeling sick, you're positive, get those pills. They're free. Of charge. They're not going to charge you for them. Wow. All right. Nice. Just chock right. full of great information. Thanks, nice, Tony. Thanks. Right. All right, you guys. Nice, you guys Tony. Take it easy. All right, guys we'll see you. Safe. Yeah, hang bye, in. Bye. Hang in there. What a nice thing to do. Uh, I know. From nice He's Tony. so great. Yeah. Um, so Nico's probably going to be out the rest of the week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means for you, Joanna, right? What? You get to post all my articles this week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think it's time we showed Megan. Maybe how to post articles? <laughs> you think it's it's finally it's time? Okay. <laughs> and now, today in Sound Clips. All of the day's news with the...
Hannah is going to have our Hollywood news coming up in a few moments. We've got that on the way. We're also doing a flyaway contest. If you haven't heard about this one, we give you three opportunities a day to get registered. Uh, three code words at around the same time every day, 10.15, 2.15 p.m., 5.15 p.m. You're going to hear a code word, then just tap the Rocky Mountain Maiden button on the KLAQ app. Enter the code, and you've just registered. Then when you hear another code, enter that one, too. The trip is for, it's a flyaway airfare to Denver, Colorado, hotel accommodations for you and a guest, and $500 spending cash to see Iron Maiden in Denver. So listen for the codes, tap the Rocky Mountain Maiden button on the KLAQ mobile app and enter the code. It's brought to you by the all-new Earl of Sandwich, the sandwich that started it all. Now open with their first location in El Paso at 3581 North Zaragoza. If you don't have the mobile app, you're going to need it to play this contest. So download it. It's free, and you can get the KLAQ mobile app on your iPhone through the App Store or your Android through the Google Play Store. All right, Joanna's going to have uh, our entertainment news coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, television tonight. Country music fans, three-hour CMA Fest concert special tonight on ABC. Starts at 7 o'clock on ABC. Comedy Central has a new episode of Crank Yankers. And over on Fox, it's So You Think You Can Dance. Disney's got the movie they released a few weeks ago in theaters, Lightyear. Mm. Is now available on Disney Plus. So be watching that tonight. Yeah, did go see it in the theater. Huh? We we tried and we just kept. We were too late. Yeah, it wasn't in theaters for very long. It wasn't. It was not. Yeah, it was in there for a couple of weeks mm -hmm. and then gone. So Chris Evans plays Buzz Lightyear. I wish they would have kept uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks was Woody. Or uh, Tim Allen Tim was Allen. Buzz. Tim Allen. I wish they would have kept Tim Allen. Here are a list of acts that have sold the most tickets over the last 40 years. So we're talking basically since 1980. What act do you think has sold the most concert tickets? Now keep in mind, there are some that sell out these huge right. 60,000, 70,000 seat arenas. But then there are other bands that also are out there playing live gigs mm. almost every night of the year. Good point. Um, Metallica? Metallica's on the list, but they're not in the top five. Not in the top five? No. Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band is number two. Oh, my God. All right, here you go. The, the band that has sold the most tickets uh -huh. in the last 40 years is U2. Oh. Oh, my God. It's because they spammed our phones with that, <laughs> that album. Yeah, but that didn't make you go to the concert, right? <laughs> I think that made a lot well, of people. They, they might have shipped us. Oh, they might, right. I they mean, might. if they did that, they might have chipped. You two, since Everyone's 1980. Zombies going to their concerts. They've sold more than 26 million tickets. So they must be touring, or else they're just playing enormous places when they do tour. That's probably some of each. Number two is the Dave Matthews Band. Are you <laughs> a right. Dave Matthews fan? Yeah, I've been to a few outdoor Dave concerts. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Number four, Bruce Springsteen and the, and the E Street Band. Only $5,000. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Number five is Elton John. 
Number six is Metallica. There you go, Joanna. Metallica. Joanna, get this. Trans-Siberian Orchestra is number 11 on the the bands since 1980 that have sold the most tickets. And they really only play around the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, starting maybe in October and wrapping up by Christmas for the most part. Fish. Do you know who Fish is? P-H-I-S. You do know who that is. I do. I do. Have you ever seen Fish? Uh, like on YouTube. But, you know, n- but, not, but person. not in person. No, I, no, I haven't been to a concert. That's who everybody decided, that's our Grateful Dead. Like if you're mm. a Gen Xer. Oh, It's for like, sure, Fish yeah. is our Grateful yeah. Dead. We'll travel around in a van and watch them and then go to the next city and watch them. <laughs> Fish heads. Jimmy Buffett. You know, there's a whole subculture of parrot heads too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheese. We have a, the Cheeseburger Fest by where I grew up. Like a cheeseburger in paradise. Cheeseburger in paradise. That's in where the hell? Michigan. C- Caseville, Michigan. Why? What? What else <laughs> is there to celebrate? Cheeseburgers. Okay. Yeah. I thought Jimmy Buffett did all his big fan shows in Florida and the the Keys and. Isn't there a a, a theme park now? Well, there's there are theme restaurants called Margaritaville. There could, for all I know, there could be a theme park somewhere. <laughs> for all, <laughs> I, I would guess it would. It's in Florida, if there is. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our entertainment Hollywood news. Here's Joanna Barba to bring us all of that. Good morning, Joanna. Oh, good morning. The Marilyn Monroe estate has come to the defense of Ana de Armas after the trailer dropped for Blonde, the upcoming drama in which Armas is cast as Monroe. Many viewers took issue with the actress's accent and criticized her for not sounding more like the Hollywood legend. Despite what some people think, Variety reports that Mark Rosen, president of entertainment at Authentic Brands Group, which owns the Marilyn Monroe estate, applauded the casting decision and said, quote, any actor that steps into that role knows they have big shoes to fill. Based on the trailer alone, it looks like Anna was a great casting choice as she captures Marilyn's glamour, humanity, and vulnerability. We can't wait to see the film in its entirety. I got a question. Mm-hmm. What what kind of accent does she have? She's Cuban, so she has a Cuban accent. See, but I've always considered this is part of acting. Yeah, it, if you've got a different accent... That, that that's what was going on in my brain. It was like, can't you have a different accent? Right, that's part of acting. Um, right. And yeah. Ana de Armas does say that she took a year of voice lessons before filming started. All she's got to do is watch that happy birthday right. to Hello. you. Just watch that video Throw and you've got it done. some breathy voice and she's got it. Another person who is praising the Armas is Brad Pitt who produced the movie saying, quote, it was 10 years in the making and it wasn't until we found Anna that we could get it across the finish line. She is phenomenal in it and that's a tough dress to fill. So the... <laughs> Ask Kim Kardashian. Kim (laughs) Kardashian. Wait. So the people who are saying, "Oh, she doesn't have the right accent," had they have they seen it yet? There's a trailer out. Oh, okay. And it's only like a split second where you hear her talking. She looks incredible. She looks amazing. She looks exactly like her. And and this goes to the heart of this thing. I've always thought, as part of, of doing art, especially acting, an actor ought to be able to play something they are not. And there's right? Yeah. 
And there's been this thing is like, <laughs> oh, they cast you as uh, an Irishman, but you're not an Irishman. Or, you know, oh, that's... Well, I, I think in cases like if it's you know the I don't race, think you should be doing brown you know, face, you should, for right? Instance. Or if or, um you know so if it's a trans transgender role, I know you know pick a transgender actor or um you yeah, know if, what, if it's someone you know playing someone but with nobody Down syndrome, have a problem. get an actor with Down syndrome. I know that, right. the, but with this case, with just a simple accent, yeah. I it's feel like you're playing accent. a very famous person. And and a lot, it's a lot of people just judging it based on like a split second in a trailer because she doesn't really speak but Give she's doing like all the movements of Marilyn Monroe so the estate is saying she's great Brad Pitt says she's phenomenal Blonde debuts on Netflix on September 28th does Brad Pitt play anything in it or is he no, just he's the, the producer, producer. Okay. <laughs> uh, but Adrian maybe Brody he played comes like, out in it maybe he played Bobby Kennedy <laughs> No, I was thinking more like uh, Joe DiMaggio or Arthur Miller or Joe something. Joe DiMaggio is, I think, Bobby Cannavale. Really? Yes. I don't see it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> a new Roadhouse remake starring Jake Gyllenhaal is coming to Amazon Prime. The movie will be a reimagined take on the 1989 original movie about a professional bouncer play who saves who saves a small town from local thugs. The remake is set to begin production later this month in the Dominican Republic. The new take on Roadhouse follows Gyllenhaal's character, a former UFC fighter who takes a job as a bouncer at a roadhouse in the Florida Keys, but he soon discovers that not everything is what it seems in this tropical paradise. Wait, it's set in the Florida Keys? Yes, and they're filming in the Dominican Republic. Roadhouse was in friggin' Missouri, man, or Kansas, one or the other. I can't remember, but you definitely got Midwestern. I've never seen that movie. Dude, it is so, like, peak 80s. Everything yeah. about it, from Patrick Swayze's mullet. <laughs> I love Patrick Swayze. Me too. You know how I recently saw that movie, what's it called? Dirty, Dirty Dancing, Dancing for the, the first time. Alamo Draft at House. At Alamo House. Draft House. <laughs> that movie's not set in the 80s. No, it's set like in the it's 50s. It's set in the 60s. Early 60s, right. But then they're playing like Hungry Like a Wolf and I'm all, isn't this an 80s song? Yeah, Anyways, you're back, right. Back to Roadhouse. Uh, this is not the first time a Roadhouse remake has been in the works. In 2015, UFC champion and actress Ronda Rousey was set to start in a Roadhouse remake, but that movie never saw the light of day. Oh, thank God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, some really sad news. Actress Edie McClurg, who you would definitely know who she is, and you've definitely heard her voice, has been victimized by a self-described longtime friend who attempted to take her out of state and marry her despite the fact that she suffers from dementia. This is according to new legal documents. The document's name, a man, Michael L. Ramos, has been living at Edie's L.A. home as the 76-year-old actress battles dementia. And according to the documents, Ramos, who is unemployed, has finagled his way into Edie's life and attempted to move her out of California in order to marry her, despite knowing okay. she lacked mental capacity. I think we need to identify for people so they can picture. She's the receptionist mm -hmm. in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She is. She's, At the school. She's Principal Rooney's receptionist. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, <laughs> dweebies, kids. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> oh, I love her voice. Dude. She'll write his So dude. that's Edie McClurg. In 2019, she mm -hmm. was diagnosed with, with dementia. 
and now you're telling me some low life was trying to take her out of state and marry her so he could get his hands on that I guess that that sweet sweet Ferris Bueller residuals yes. I, don't, I don't know what the plan was here well Edie who is under a conservatorship got protection from a judge who ordered Ramos to stand down on his alleged marriage plan so he was trying to mar- to marry marry her, her. probably oh, so when she when she yeah. kicks the bucket he gets her money so I guess she must have some money but oh yeah that's really sad that's so sad and finally after news broke that Beyonce would change the lyrics of her new song Heated due to criticism over its inclusion of ableist language, Monica Lewinsky took the opportunity to ask if a line from one of the singer's old songs could be changed as well, and Twitter was not having it. The activist and TV personality tweeted in an article announcing the altered Heated lyrics and wrote, Um, while we're at it, hashtag partition. Lewinsky is referring to the song Partition, released in 2013 on Beyonce's self-titled album, which includes a line that reads, He Monica Lewinsky'd all on my gown. Lewinsky certainly has a right to be offended and requests that the line be removed, but a lot of people on Twitter had something to say in response to her tweet. One fan pointed out how Lewinsky has the words rap song muse in her Twitter bio, asking, um, are you not proud of it? Well, I think there are a few rap songs that that use Lewinsky as a cultural reference or a lyric or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Lewinsky personally responded to a similar comment on her tweet saying, actually, it's how I've learned to deal with painful or humiliating things. I find the humor. It all seemed to be in jest. Right. I think me. she wasn't being serious about it, but a lot of people did I don't think she seriously it. expects Beyonce to change the the lyric. Especially to one of her famous songs. What, was that one of her famous songs? Yeah, it really was. And a really famous lyric. I mean, it's a, even a famous lyric. I don't know why she would want to. I, I would be honored. <laughs> the honored? Be, I don't, Beyonce, know. say my wait, name in one of your songs, please. This, wait, is, this is not a bad thing. Only, she, a, only a slang word is a bad thing. Why did she call it He Monica Lewinsky? Wouldn't it be He Bill Clinton? That's a gun. good, yeah. Oh yeah, Bill Clinton would have been a better reference. One hundred percent. He's not doing the Monica Lewinsky. Change it to Bill right. Clinton. Change it to Bill Clinton. Then he's doing the Bill Clinton. He yeah. Bill Clinton all over my gown. Is even actually sounds like a better lyric. It kind of does, huh? Beyonce, think about it, girl. <laughs> well, with your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. Well, we got a ruling on corn nuts, guys. <laughs> 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 not a nut. Not corn nuts are actually corn, and Megan said that, and I thought she was kidding. (laughs) Right, so it's technically not a nut. We were talking about it because today's National Grab Some Nuts Day. It's National Grab Some Nuts Day, so do your part and grab some nuts today, but not too hard. This special day only comes one time a year. So if somebody goes for your nuts, just buy them a couple of beers. Some people have nuts to grab, some people don't. If you can't find any nuts, don't mean you won't. I know there's one or two nuts in every home. It's Wednesday morning. We're going to be talking to the star of a show that I loved called X-Files. Yes. David Duchovny is going to be joining us. 
right, so I'm going to find out more about these women before you can buy a ticket. So <laughs> Ice Nine Kills, mm-hmm. Black Veil Brides, uh-huh. and Something in White. Motionless in White. Motionless in White are the, <laughs> are the three bands that are coming. And uh, tickets go on sale this week. We're going to have women before you can buy them tickets this morning throughout the day on KLAQ. So stand by. I'll give you more information on that. Agent Fox Mulder, David Duchovny, coming up on the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. No host ever. Buzz is back. All right, we're going to talk to uh, David Duchovny, star of The X-Files and Californication. I didn't, I guess I didn't have Showtime or HBO or whatever it was when Californication was on, because I don't remember watching that, but I was a, was a big X-Files fan. So that's uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Joy and I got to play this message that came in on Friday. Okay. Okie dokie guy called from Odessa. <laughs> uh huh. And I guess he's saying that on Thursday, you were off on Friday, you were off on uh-huh. Monday. He says on Thursday, could there be any truth to this? Okay. You forgot to hit publish on um, the Buzz Adams on Demand podcast. Okay. What's here? What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. Hey, Buzz. Joanna forgot to publish the podcast. She's going to be off on Monday. And I knew, I knew she was going to forget to publish it today. <laughs> she was so excited to be off, she couldn't just push publish. <laughs> Can you please show Megan or Nico how to pub podcast when Joanna is off? I knew she was going to forget. Either she forgot or she's being spiteful. <laughs> Come on, Joanna. Joanna Bobana. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. So you know what? There is some truth to that. I was being spiteful, ODG. Wait, wait, wait. Are you intentionally <laughs> being spiteful toward Okie Dokie Guy? Yes, it's all just to annoy Okie Dokie Guy. All right. <laughs> no, I, I did forget to press publish. Remember how on Thursday I was like, no, I want to get everything done before I go home so that I could just go home and relax. Well, one of the things I forgot was to publish the podcast. Because you were here late. I even remember I was here late. saying, what are you doing here so late? And you said, I've got a four-day weekend. I want to make sure I get everything taken <laughs> care of. <laughs> I forgot to take care of one thing. Here's another call that's come in overnight on the neckline. You can give right. us a call on the neckline. That number is 844-805-6325, 844-805-6325 to leave a message for the Buzz Adams Morning Show. How's it going, guys? I got a new twist to this uh, burrito taco battle and a uh, third contender coming in. Um, it's specifically for Joanna. I basically agree with her, you know, flour tortilla rolled up, burrito, uh, corn tortilla pulled in half taco. But if... Uh, Corn tortilla rolled up. It's a flauta. It actually called Chico's Tacos Tacos. If they're flautas, they're <laughs> corn tortillas rolled up. Joanna, uh, if you can answer that, please. Thank you. I wish I could. <laughs> Some people are just crazy and want to call tacos burritos. 
<laughs> I have no answer for why they would do this. Look at you, Taco the Cabana. Audacity. Taco Cabana. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad everybody is like really wrapped up in this debate. Uh, we got about a minute before David Duchovny's ready. Uh, so I want to tell you about the scholarships that we have this weekend, Saturday at Silla Vista Mall. This weekend is the Texas Tax-Free Back to School Weekend. And at Silla Vista Mall on Saturday, KLAQ is going to have a big presence there. Western Tech and Coca-Cola Southwest Beverages present El Paso's Back to School Expo. Giveaways galore. Uh, for instance, the Johnson's Jewelers Prize Tent is going to have giveaways. There are going to be a lot of performances and exhibits, uh, including the YMCA Performance Stage going to have a lot going on. Plus, register for a chance to win one of four back-to-school scholarships from El Paso Electric. El Paso Electric wants to help students power up their educational opportunities by offering four $500 scholarships. So come to our tent inside the mall. Yeah, fine. I don't know if it's a KLAQ or a KISS or a KROD tent, but, you know, <laughs> one of those. It's going to be one of them. It, right. It, I don't know which <laughs> tent they're sending out, but it'll be inside the mall. And go over there and find out about these $500 scholarships. There's four of them at the Back to School Expo at Silla Vista Mall this Saturday. Coca-Cola Southwest Beverages, thank you very much. And Western Tech, also special thanks to Yes We Do Hair and Sun Watt Energy. You can get all the details about the Back to School Expo at klaq.com. Hello, David, are you there? I, I am, but why are you playing that song? You, want, you got to play one of my I will. songs. I totally not, will. Not that I, old chestnut. I, I just want to. I'm working with a bunch of millennials, and they don't know that this was a minor hit, like at the height of the popularity of X Files. It called was David Duchovny. Why don't you love me? Which I thought had a really clever run. Things I but, also used to sing. But right. we're actually. Do you remember that? No. Oh, you, you're saying you could have written that. Yeah, song. I could have I written that song. It. All right. No, no. But David Duchovny, in addition to being an actor, is also a writer and uh, a recording and I'm artist. A, and I'm a, I'm a muse. I'm a muse for songwriters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Certainly a muse in my eyes. That's my full-time job. So, uh, I you, didn't know... So many things rhymed with the Duchovny until Duchovny, I heard that song. Shove was, me? I think shove me was oh, one of the oh rhymes. I, yeah, no, no. She, uh, <laughs> Bree Sharp. Did you ever I'm, meet I'm gonna, Bree Sharp? I'm going to kill Scully. I'm going to kill Scully rhymes with Duchovny. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to kill Scully. It's like a slant rhyme. Rhymes with, yeah, yeah, that's kind of a slant rhyme. You're right. Hovering <laughs> above me? Yeah, that's great. It's, so you were yeah. aware of this song when it was out? Uh, weirdly... That song came to me through my buddy Joe Blake, who was, he was, he's a casting director, but he was producing this mockumentary, which I don't think I ever saw the light of day, but it was called Dill Scallion. It was kind of a, <laughs> a country, country music, a fake country music guy, Dill Scallion. And when he was looking through a bunch of country music for this character, Dill Scallion, to maybe play, he was receiving, you know, uh, from bands so he got this song and he, he said I got this song about you you know I'm going to send it to you this was in the day before you could send it like on your phone right yeah they go through the mail yeah. yeah and and I put it in my car 
and I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, this is a good song. And I kept on listening to it, and I was like, and then I... And then I had it memorized, you know, and I was just like pulling down the highway, singing at the top of my lungs, David Duchovny wanted to love me. Why don't and you like, do a cover? Why don't you put a cover on an album, David? My window was open, and yeah. I was at a red light singing my own effing song. <laughs> like somebody like, what the hell are you doing? David there? Duchovny. Why don't you, and you look over, and it's David and Duchovny it's David singing Duchovny. this. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. How about I play the first track on your album, which is called Gesture Land, and this is uh, Nights Are Harder These Days. You want to tell us a little bit about this song? Yeah, this is, uh, you know, like most of the songs on the album, it's like something that I would have just recorded acoustically at home, and then we turned it into, I was like, this feels like Neil young to me, and like, let's just embrace the, like, let's just get like a heavy riff and just like, just just make this a real riff-oriented, straight-ahead, dark rock and roll right. song. Let's hear a little bit of this one. We'll also hear another one in just a second. You said the world is my friend. The other track that I have ready to go, David, is Laying on the Tracks. You want to tell me something about this song? Laying on the Tracks was kind of, uh, I, I don't do like overtly political songs, but this was, a, mm -hmm. this was a song that had been laying around, like different aspects of the song were laying around. And then we're like, let's just pull it all together. And it started to take on this political tone, and it was, you know, it's like, okay, let's embrace that. Because I never, like, really talk about those things head on, because I think it really limits the song when you when you make it very mm. specific. You know, it becomes less about for everybody and more for, like, whoever might think the way you think. So I generally shy away from that, but that was one where I just embraced it. So this this is political, but one of the very few, you would say, overtly political Tracks Absolutely. you've ever done? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, let's hear it. So this is the vinyl release. Where where can somebody lay their hands on the vinyl release of of David Duchovny's new album? I think it's at davidduchovnymerch.com, although I'm really historically really, really bad with that kind of stuff, so I might be sending you on a wild goose chase. But, uh, somebody, will be, somebody will be able to tell you that. Um, but I love the fact that it's coming out on vinyl because yeah. I love to, that's the way I like to listen to albums. And, you know, especially because the lyrics, yeah, and the lyrics are important to me. So the fact that you can, you know, you can sit there, you know, you you have to have X-ray vision to read lyrics off a CD jewel box. And there is, there is no, there are no lyrics, you know, when you're just streaming. So to me, it's it's the way I I would want I, I the the perfect way to that I would want somebody to confront my music or listen to my music is like with the lyrics in hand and and the music in the background there.
Did you go through a period where you have you always stuck with vinyl, or did you go through a CD period where you got rid of all your old vinyl? Because I did, and then I regretted it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get rid of them. I didn't get rid of them, but uh, you know, I, 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 I'm a, I've, I've gone through every phase. You know, I've, I've, I went away from vinyl. I went to cassette, and then I went to CD. And you know, streaming is just super easy, right? It's great mm-hmm. to have all the music in the history of the world in the palm of your hand, but there's something that there's lost. Like I said, if, if you think about pop music as, as words and music, and you know, I don't say one's more important than the other, but they're both important than somehow having the lyrics there. And for me, buying the albums of, of, of groups and people that I loved when I was a kid and, and just kind of looking for clues all over the album. Like, who are these people? And, you know, what are they really like? And what are they really trying to say? And reading the liner notes and stuff like that was always a great, it was like a treasure hunt. And these are all on streaming. You can find it on Spotify, but the, mm-hmm. the vinyl release yeah. is da- yeah. DavidDuchovnyMerch.com. You know, that's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of streaming, though, it's nice now that we have streaming because I can watch every single X Files episode <laughs> yeah. on Hulu. Is that what is that what it's on? Yeah, and is it on Hulu? You yeah. see that. That shows how much I know. I'm just on the highway singing my own song. <laughs> David, do come well, Why don't We were just trying to... T- we were talking about this before. Buzz, what was the most memorable X-File episode that you had? Uh, the one that aired right after the Super Bowl when it was the inbred hillbilly family that kept the mom without any legs <laughs> under the bed. And, that, and people were watching like the wrap-up of the Super Bowl. And then this came on the big screens <laughs> at the sports bar. I'll never forget that. People were like, what the... F- what is this? Nice. You know which one? Yeah, that's that's very that's funny that you bring that up because I believe that that's the only episode we ever did that was actually pulled from the rotation of uh, syndication. Syndication. Interesting. Oh, that one was nuts. I mean, there were some there were some pretty nutty. I mean, far out there. And I was a big. That's what made it awesome. Huge huge X-Files fan because it reminded me of Night Stalker, which was a show I watched when I was a kid. And then they had Darren McGavin, Night Stalker, show up on (laughs) an episode of X-Files. Yeah, I... I, um, He was in... He was actually in one that I I wrote. After this um, guy's called The Unnatural. I don't know if you remember that, the baseball one. You guys remember that one? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. Screw you guys. So anyway, so... (laughs) so, uh, Darren came to, because uh, I wanted to write an episode that had me light in it because I'd be directing and I had to prep and everything. So oh, cool. I kind of based it on Darren McGavin's character who'd been established. And um, we came and we shot one day. My first day as a director was with Darren and we shot most of his scenes. And then he got ill, unfortunately. Oh. And, he's, he's, um, and he couldn't come back. And I had to... I had to somehow figure out how to recast and 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 change the character a little bit uh, to oh, make wow. it all work. But you know, I, I'm thankful that I got to have the the one day with Darren before. And if you if you don't remember, he was the dad in a Christmas story. So that you, no. if you don't know Night Stalker, you definitely know a Christmas <laughs> story. Happy birthday, David! Uh, I just noticed your birthday's coming, coming up, up this weekend. That's right. And they're telling me we're out of time, yep. but I just wanted to say from me to you. Mazel tov, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, all right. Morning Rock with Buzz Adam.
right, I got uh, some more complete details about the when and before you can buy them tickets that we have this week. It's the uh, Black Veil Brides, Einstein Kills, Motionless in White, with special guest Atreyu. Yeah. And it's October 31st. It's Halloween. Why is that a big deal, Joanna, that these bands are playing on Halloween? Well, Ice Nine Kills has like this whole thing where they do horror movies for their songs. They're big fans of horror movies. And yes. they, they incorporate a lot of horror horror movie tropes into yep. their music. How exciting. Cool. Best Halloween ever. Well, they're calling it the Trinity of Terror. So, I mean, I've heard Black Veil Brides. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Are they are they like uh, horror related the I way Einstein kills? I've never really heard Black Veil Brides. Oh no, Black Veil Brides are really good. Just that one time that I think they did like an acoustic, uh, an acoustic set, set here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is going to be October thirty first, El Paso County Coliseum. Einstein kills Black Veil Brides, motionless and white. Special guest Atreyu. Tickets go on sale this Friday, ten a.m. through Ticketmaster. And we have uh, some women before you can buy them tickets to give away today. Throughout the day, we've got some. Veronica's going to have some, and Daniel's going to have some this afternoon. And then uh, rinse and repeat tomorrow. We're going to have some more women before you can buy them tickets for uh, Black Veil Brides, Ice Nine Kills, Motionless and White. Be listening today and tomorrow uh, for your chance to win these tickets before they go on sale on Friday. I got a couple of uh, neckline calls that have been coming in this morning or overnight. Uh, neckline number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. Good morning, guys. So this is Stephen, <clears throat> and the reason I'm calling again, uh, Buzz, you asked a question yesterday, which was, was anybody really that upset when Iron Man died? Well, let me tell you a story. So me and my twin sister, we're basically night and day. You wouldn't know we were twins unless we told you. So uh, she's not a very sentimental person. But one of the ways that we bonded as adults was over the Marvel movies. So uh, when Endgame came out, uh, I was so desperate to see that movie that I went and bought myself a ticket without telling anybody. And just for myself. So I found out later that my twin, without knowing, had done the exact same thing, which was she went and bought a ticket on the same day, different theater, uh, same time, in practically the same in the same seat. It was it's one of the most twinsiest things we've ever done. So anyway, <laughs> uh, we found out. We got all excited and said, "Oh, cool!" You know. Call me as soon as the movie's over. All right, so fast forward three hours later. She calls me, Buzz. I can barely make out what she's saying. And it was something to the effect of, Steven, I am not okay. I look like a crazy person. I'm crying in front of all these random teenagers. You need to meet me somewhere. We need to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) It was... (laughs) <laughs> oh man, to this day, <laughs> to this day, I have never heard her that upset over anything. And she still gets choked up when that part comes out. 
Apparently where she lost it was where Iron Man's daughter asked for a cheeseburger and she lost it. So were people upset? Yes. And my twin sister was one of them. Wow. Well, I can tell you at the end of what what was the one before in game called? Infinity, Infinity Wars. War. Yeah. I looked over at the end of that, and my daughter had either, both of them, both of them had either just been crying or were on the verge of tears because Spider-Man <laughs> turned into dust. All right. Here's a, uh, here's a call. I think it's for you, Joanna. Okay. What's up, Mosho? It's ODG. <laughs> well, well, well. Look who's back. <laughs> Our Halloween queen, Miss Joanna Bobana Barbacoa. <laughs> Must be nice, Joanna. Must be nice to take vacation whenever you want and forget about your podcasting responsibilities. But Thursday wasn't part of your vacation day, was it? How about this crazy idea? Uh-huh. Show the Meg how to edit and publish the podcast okay. for when you're on vacation. <laughs> Is that too radical an idea? Too extreme? <laughs> Welcome back, Joanna. <laughs> and since it's four of y'all now, how about the uh, what we do in the shadows vampires for Yarl's Halloween costume? <gasps> okay, okay. I was just thinking about that last night. I think we talked about that. We have. Can I, can I tell you something? What's up? This season is not as good as the other is two. It, I've, I'm barely finishing the last season. It, I'm sorry. I love I love it. Uh huh. But now they've got like uh, Colin Robinson's baby Colin Robinson. Yeah, they got baby Colin Robinson. So it's like that actor who plays Colin Robinson's head superimposed on a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. And it's looks, just yeah, it looks it, weird. It's not that funny. Oh. And it's. It takes up too much of the oxygen. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, but if we did go as what we do in the shadows, uh-huh. not the movie, the which show. had Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement at it, the show, I would like to be Laszlo. You're totally a Laszlo. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, you would be Nadja. Nadja. And Nico would be, and see everybody that watches the show is thinking he's got to be Nandor. No, no. No. He's Colin Robinson. He's Colin Robinson. <laughs> and Megan. Megan's going to have to be Nandor. No, she no. could be the guide from the Vampiric Council. The one who's played by Kristen, Kristen Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Anyway. We need a Nandor. I'm still watching, but I've just noticed the, the episodes haven't been as strong. I mean, I, I I really love I this show. So I the last season. I hope it rallies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have you watched any of the American Horror Stories? <gasps> yes, mm. I have. Did you watch the first one with the dolls? I did. Oh my god, that was such a good episode. <laughs> that was real Twilight Zone. I loved it. Meets French New Wave films. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, no, that first episode was real good. When did that come out? The is this a new season yeah, of American new, Horror Story? Not of American Horror Story. This is the spin-off American Horror Stories. Oh. So it's kind of like an anthology. So yeah. you get a 
you know. I see. Different story every week mm. in the style of Twilight Zone, or <laughs> I'll put this in terms you millennials can understand. Like, <laughs> like, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> 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 that's amazing that it's that time of the year where i uh i get those episodes back out and watch them they have halloween stuff up at i've Target. already made some spooky purchases i so. saw joanna and i was like yes yes it's happening have they opened a spirit halloween superstore yet they haven't opened them yet but it's i bet you it's not more than a couple of weeks i bet you yeah. by the end of the month yep for sure. Did you know they're doing a horror movie based on Halloween? I the did, Spirit Halloween Superstore? I did see and I saw the trailer. <laughs> Which is funny because when my daughter was little, we'd go in to buy her costume or, you know, trick-or-treat supplies or whatever. And mm-hmm. she'd tell me what she wanted, but she wouldn't go into the store because she never knew where the animatronics were. And she said, I hate jump scares, Dad. I can't oh. stand them. Oh, you know, oh yeah. Uh, and then yeah. they have it programmed so that you can, like, step it's motion on something? De- yeah, either you step on it or it's motion detecting or and whatever. sometimes you don't see that you've already stepped on it, and the guy with the saw is, like, already... <laughs> uh, so there's going to be a horror <laughs> movie based on, on the Spirit Halloween Superstore. I think it's... Kind of imagine Five Nights at Freddy's, but inside Very a Spirit much. Halloween Superstore. <laughs> yes, you a horror fan? Joanna's our huge horror fan. I I'm a horror fan. Yeah, all right. I will look to Joanna for guidance. All right, uh, but I am your girl. I love. I mean, I, our house is always ridiculously decorated for Halloween. Oh, you go hard. Oh yeah, yeah. got the lights, got the big ghost, big your blow kids up ghost. Are right at that age where. Or they probably love yeah. I mean, it, it's right? more for me, but you know, oh, they really? like it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joanna had this story. Let's talk about some of the remakes uh, from the '80s okay. that are going on. Jake Gyllenhaal's going to be in a remake of Roadhouse. Roadhouse. This is going to stream on Amazon Prime. The original came out in 1989. Starred Patrick Swayze. In the new version, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a former UFC fighter who takes a job at a, as a bouncer at a rough-and-tumble roadhouse in the Florida Keys. Uh, good luck with that. Good luck with that? Yeah, Roadhouse was very much a movie of its time. All right. right. Let's see how they revamp it into today's time. I'm ready for some new movies. <laughs> like, is it what was is the, it me or are there a lot of remakes going on right now? A remake or a sequel or a prequel? It's, right. When it was seems the last? Like, there's a big wave of them. When was the last movie that made a lot of money that was not a prequel or a sequel or a reboot or something in a franchise? Yeah, or something in a franchise. Probably nope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, another 80s movie that's being revamped is Working Girl, which came out in 1988. It starred Melanie Griffith, Sigourney Weaver, and Harrison Ford. Oh, my God. That's the one where they have the totally 80s hair and oh the my God. shoulder pads. Right. Working Girl, the shoulder pads, the feathered hair. Melanie Griffith, everything you associate with the 80s. And Selena Gomez is producing the reboot of Working Girl. Hmm. It's expected to premiere on Hulu. Uh, 
And I I guess this is really 70s, but there's a new, but it is horror. Joanna, have you heard there's a new Exorcist trilogy in the works? I have heard, yeah. And Anne Dowd, who played Aunt oh, Lydia Aunt on The Lydia. Handmaid's Tale, has joined the cast. Oh, I wonder awesome. what she's going to do in it. Be mean, probably. <laughs> Other members of the cast include Leslie Odom Jr. and Ellen Burstyn, who is revi- revisiting her role from the original movies. The first Exorcist uh, movie in the new trilogy is supposed to hit theaters in October, but next year. So October of 2023. Right. This is a very somber day because it's the third anniversary of the Walmart shooting. Happened on a Saturday. Uh, deadly shooting in El Paso. More than 20 people uh, were killed. I uh, brought up some audio that we have archived. So here's a report about it that and witness testimony from the day after the, or I guess we weren't back at work till Monday, so two days after the Walmart shooting, here's some of the, uh, here's some of the natural audio we have. Let's go, let's go. Run, my let's run. Once he saw people start running from him, he had pop, 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 pop. It just increased the rapid fire to get as much people as could to kill. They were pulling people out, shot, covered in blood. Three years ago, last night, the uh, city had a, a ceremony in remembrance of all the victims of the Walmart shooting, which happened exactly three years ago on this date. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get started with news headlines. Megan McCormick's going to have our news coming up next. That's right, Buzz. We're going to talk a little bit more about August 3rd. I'm going to let you know if your taxes could finally be going down in El Paso and also what Mitch McConnell has to say about Nancy Pelosi touching down in Taiwan, and it might surprise you. Hey, it's Daniel Paulus. I'll be along starting at 3 with everything from ACDC to Alice in Chains to Godsmack. Everything you'll need to make a rockin' afternoon. El Paso's best rock. 95.5 KLAQ. If opening your energy bills have you saying, what? It's time to go solar with SunWatt. SunWatt sells solar panels. They install them. Make sure your home runs on the energy provided. What better city to harness the energy of the sun than a town that's called the Sun City. They also service all their panels. They'll even service panels that you got from a different company. Their products come with 25-year production warranty. It's renewable energy. All you have to do is harness it. Call SunWatt Energy at 915-300-0411. That's 300-0411. Or visit wattener.com, W-A-T-T-E-N-E-R.com. The Buzz Adams Morning Show, Monday through Friday, 5 to 10. KLEQ and KLEQ HD1, El Paso, a town square media station. All right, coming up, stand by. We've got news headlines in just a moment with Megan. All right, stop what you're doing. Even if commuting, here's a song about Wednesday hump day. Rainy or sunny, you're going to work to make money. See, today is Wednesday's what it happens to be. So gather round. Don't you be wearing no frown. You're loving the sound of this hump day. Get down. Any work that you got, put it right up on the shelf. And let's now enjoy yourself and celebrate Wednesday. So move your hump now this way and that way. Come on and jingle those pants. Come and take a chance and let's do the hump day dance. The hump day dance. Here's your chance to do the hump day. Pump day. Oh, oh, it's Wednesday. Now, KLAQ News Headlines with Megan McCormick. 
All right, let's check those headlines. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Buzz. Today marks the third anniversary of the Cielo Vista Walmart shooting where 23 people were killed and dozens more were injured. There are several remembrances being held today in El Paso. The Border Network for Human Rights, along with elected officials, faith-based institutions, and community advocates will hold a remembrance at Ponder Park this morning at 9 a.m. The public is also invited to Ponder Park for a remembrance tonight from 7 to 9 p.m. The County of El Paso will hold the Day of Resilience Ceremony at 8 p.m. at Ascarate Park, while the United Way Resiliency Center will also be setting up luminaries at Ascarate Park from 6 to 10 p.m. At 8.30 tonight, the star on the mountain will flash 23 times to honor each of the victims. The community is also encouraged to light their front yards, porches, and windows with candles, twinkle lights, luminaries, and other lighting starting at 8 p.m. El Paso City Council approved what it's calling the first step to lowering the city's tax rate by 4.49 cents, a drop it says is the largest tax rate reduction in more than 35 years. In July, the council directed the city manager to reduce the proposed property tax rate to help the community cope with the rising grocery and fuel prices. If approved, the lower tax rate will help offset the city portion of homeowners tax bill following an increase in property values. The city says the lower tax rate of 86.24 cents per $100 property valuation will lead to a savings of $19.3 million for city taxpayers. Legendary Dodgers broadcaster Vin Scully has died at the age of 94. He served as the Dodgers broadcaster for 67 years, including a stretch in Brooklyn before the team moved to Los Angeles. His is the longest of any broadcaster with a single team in professional sports history. He's called 25 World Series, and the press box at Dodger Stadium is named in his honor. Before beginning his broadcasting career, Scully served in the United States Navy for two years and then settled as a student broadcaster and journalist at Fordham. Here's a clip of his final farewell back in 2016. There will be a new day and eventually a new year. And when the upcoming winter gives way to spring, oh, rest assured, once again, it will be time for Dodger baseball. So this is Vin Scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be. Well, here's a little tidbit we were we talked to David Duchovny from the X-Files earlier. His partner, Agent Scully, the creator... No, I'm not kidding. He got... He he named the character after Vin Scully. Really? Yeah, because he grew up in L.A. and listened to Dodgers That's games. That's crazy. So, yeah. Wow. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is praising Taiwan as one of the freest societies in the world, delivering those remarks in the Taiwanese parliament this morning. Pelosi and her congressional delegation made the trip after being warned against the visit by China. And get this, the GOP cheering her on. But more on that in a second. Pelosi was greeted warmly by the Taiwanese people with the iconic landmark skyscraper Taipei 101 lit up with a message welcoming Pelosi as her plane landed. This is what Mitch McConnell had to say about the trip. I think it's important that the speaker did go to Taiwan. I don't think the Chinese uh, get to tell members of Congress where they can go. While China is calling it a complete farce, China Foreign Minister Wang Yi lashed out and warned that those who play with fire will perish. No word what that means, but this trip flies outrage the country as they see Taiwan as their territory, not an independent democracy. Today, our delegation, of which I'm very proud, came to Taiwan to make unequivocally clear 
will not abandon our commitment to Taiwan, and we are proud of our enduring friendship. And amid protests and calls from John Stewart, the Senate has passed health care for vets exposed to toxic burn pits. The Senate began voting on the PACT Act last night around 5 p.m. with votes on three Republican amendments before a vote on final passage of the bill, which was 86 to 11. The act increases the potential to expand benefits from the De- Department of Veterans Affairs to almost 4 million veterans. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on the floor called the passage a wonderful moment, especially for all of the people who made this happen. It wouldn't have happened with the stead- without the steadfastness of our veterans who said, we demand our rights, we're going to get them, and we're not going to stop till we achieve victory. And with your news, I'm Megan McCormick. Hey, I've got a new uh, workplace term that may not be in your vocabulary yet, but you can tell me if you've ever heard of of this. All right. It's called quiet quitting. Is that like ghosting in your workplace? I think so. You just never come back. <laughs> I mean, from what I've read about it so far, it sounds like that is exactly. You ghost your workplace and just see how long they keep sending you checks, I guess. All right, so this is uh, viral on TikTok. Okay. It's, you don't actually quit your job. It just means you stop putting in either as much effort or any effort. Uh, and you just kind of wait right. for, you know, well, let's see what happens. Mm. But I'm not. So, so maybe you were given, well, nobody can. I was going to say maybe you give 100%, but who gives 100%? Me. Every you, day. Really, really. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's say you're, let's say you're, let's, Megan. Let's say you, you're Megan and you're given 100%. Well, if you, if you quiet quit, maybe you drop that down to 70 or 60. Or maybe, you know, if you're down at 60 and you decide, I'm going to quiet quit some more, you go down to 50%. <laughs> you're like, how much can I get away with before getting fired? So the people on TikTok who've made this go viral say, basically, you choose to only perform your specific job duty. So you get to the point where it's like, that's not my department. Mm. That's not my job. Mm. Yeah. Don't get paid enough to care that's about That's not a me things. problem. <laughs> The goal is to make sure there's room for other stuff in your life so you're not a workaholic. Well, look, there's a, I'm not suggesting anybody has to be a workaholic, but there's a difference between not being a workaholic and just phoning it in, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's not just trending here. It's also happening in other countries, including China, where they, they use the term Tang Ping. Which literally means lying flat. <laughs> All right. Hey, working hard or hardly, hardly working. <laughs> All right. Tang ping. <laughs> <laughs> like that boy band, boy band guy laying down on the job. He did get flattened with a Yeah, he got flattened by a big, big screen. screen. I hope he's oh okay. My God. Did you see that? Yes, I did. We talked about Scary. it on Monday. It's possible the pandemic lockdowns have led to this. People who were overworked finally got to work from home or got a break and realized what they were missing. Yeah. You're and finally prioritizing things in your life. And people are realizing, you know what? Work only pays me this much, so that's how much effort I'm going to be putting. <laughs> uh, 
this is from the uh, New York Post and also Huff, Huffington Post. The fact that the wealth gap is widening probably hasn't helped. When it seems impossible to get ahead, people don't try as hard. I'm still a strong believer that if you if you work hard, keep your nose to the grindstone, that's the best policy. I mean, if you're if you're going to halfway quit, I would say maybe you should just quit. quit. <laughs> right, right. So what would you consider ways to tell if one of your coworkers has done this quiet quitting or tangping, tang as they call ping. it in China? I like that. Uh, when they always keep saying, it's not my problem. When, when their last PowerPoint presentation was titled, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say if somebody doesn't even bother turning down the volume when they surf for porn at work. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's Tang Ping. <laughs> the to-do list on their whiteboard just says, phone it in slash collect check. Uh, what else is another quiet quitting sign? When they clock out, like, early. Yeah. Or get get here late. Hey, where's Nico? <laughs> <laughs> Nico says he's got coke. When they claim they have... No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure when he does. When they claim they have coke. But anyway, that's Oh, my the, God, and we all ate from those chips yesterday. <sighs> sure did. We were all sure sharing did. chips. What's wrong Those with Those hot dog chips. Should I? Which didn't even taste like hot dog, by the way. They tasted like, which Buzz had a great idea, because they tasted like if you take every chip, uh, you know, every chip on the shelf and put one of each in the bag. <laughs> Wouldn't that you know? be a great, like a, a, a bag? Say you buy a bag of potato chips, about a dozen of them are going to be barbecue, a dozen of them are going to be sour cream and onion, you just don't know what you're going to pull oh, out. Oh, man, I would hate that. You wouldn't like that? <laughs> no. Maybe, like, randomly they throw a Funyun in every fifth bag or something. Uh, Throwing some corn nuts. You know how he kept saying, like, taste the corn nuts, right? You know how he kept saying, like, taste these? Do you think maybe it's because he couldn't taste? Or oh his my. taste was already getting weird? Oh, Joanna. Oh. All right, so, so since Nico <laughs> has said he's tested positive for COVID, should I go in and get tested or should I just see if I feel bad? I feel like... Things are changing so much with, like, their guidelines, I guess, until you feel bad. Because oh. I don't think it would show up for us yet. I'm relieved to hear any that. of us. Because I really don't want to spend this afternoon going to get a, <laughs> yeah. a COVID, COVID swab trip. or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, so you're saying as long as I'm not feeling... Well, I feel kind of bad most of the time. That's just everyday things, though. Okay, so if I don't feel any worse than <laughs> my baseline, which is right. not great. <laughs> if you feel worse than not great, get checked. All right. <laughs> Quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. Quit quieting. Quiet Gotta quitting. Gotta up my coffee. Gotta practice my yo-yo. From 9 to 10, it's all penciled in. I'm staring out the window. Hey, eating a jelly donut. That's just one of my perks. Everybody's doing it, dicking around at work. I'd love to finish up that project. I'd love to finish that report. 
But first, I gotta finish this yogurt and then download some porn. <laughs> gotta check out that new chick. I heard she's a flirt. Maybe she'd be up for digging around at work. Carry around some folders, shuffle around some papers. I just spent two hours adjusting my screensaver. Gotta put you on hold, sir. Your call's important to me. It will be ignored in the order it was received. Oh, I'm a model employee. I always clean the glass. When I finish making photocopies of my ass, I brown those the bosses. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'm not apathetic. I just don't give a damn because I'm dicking around. That's our friend. Sean Morey there. Sean Morey. Yeah. Yes. The morning show that's live and local. The best of both. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Pumping Ink Tattoo. Just moments from Fort Bliss. You can find them on the corner of Dyer and Monroe. Also, you can follow them on social media or PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. It's uh, Wednesday. Nico is out after testing positive with COVID. So I hope he has an easy go of it. Yes. Joan, you had it, but no, did you ever get it again? Me? No. You got <gasps> it the one time, right? Isn't it weird? One year ago, I had it. Like exactly. A what year exactly? Ago. One year ago? Yeah. As all of your, like you said, you lost your sense of smell and taste, right? I did. Is yeah. It fully? Do you feel like it's fully returned? It's back, but it's weird. But it's not the same. It's not uh-huh. the same. Weird. Um, we're going to have the good news, bad news of the week on the way in just a couple of seconds. So make sure we're ready to go for that. And over at KLAQ.com, a few things that I wanted to follow up on. Mm-hmm. Joanna, why did why did your fears come alive when that they shut down that massage parlor on the east side? <laughs> Do you remember a while back we got into a discussion on massages and massage parlors? Mm-hmm. And I shared with you my irrational fear. Remind me. I'm really scared of going to a massage parlor. And then, you know how they say, like, some of these places have happy ending specials? I've heard Which, stories. first of all, I'd like to say, not casting any judgment. It's awful of me to stereotype massage parlors for that. But whatever. Well, I don't but think what? that, number one, I don't think they like being called parlors anymore. <laughs> what do we call them? I don't, you know, spas. Spas. Is parlor offensive now? <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to say well, that. I think people who work as like non-sexual massage therapists and stuff, I think mm-hmm. they feel like the word parlor is kind of applies to those places okay, well, that do do that. Okay. That's that how all the stuff. news sites referenced it as. They, they so, still call it a massage, massage parlor. Yeah, screw me. It's a massage parlor then. I don't care. So this east side massage parlor was uh, shut down for alleged illegal activity. So you're afraid you're going to be in and I'm yes. one of these places getting a regular massage. Yeah. No Monday monkey business. business. Yeah. No funny stuff. And they're going to bust in. They're going to raid it. <laughs> and then my big fear is that like the next You're going to wind up on FitFam. On FitFam yep. or KVIA or KFOX is going to be like, Joanna Barba from KLAQ caught in a massage parlor raid <laughs> for alleged <laughs> illegal activity. 
and it happened. You were there when they raided it? No, I wasn't there, but I mean, they're raiding places. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although I think I do need a massage because I have like my shoulders hunched and I feel a knot in my back. Yeah, yeah. I've gone in after like just getting a big knot in your back, but I mean... I don't think there was any hanky-panky going on at the one I went to. I mean, as far as <laughs> I know... Did you say you were just, like, really uncomfortable the whole time? Well, there's the time that I got invited by a friend, but he, <laughs> but it was a surprise for the entire morning show. And uh-huh. it, the... the uh, yeah, let's just say a friend mm-hmm. said, hey, I want to surprise you guys. So I thought maybe, oh, he's taking us to lunch or he's taking us to whatever. He just gave us the address. So we show up and it's one of these massage places in a strip mall. Okay. And I was like what the hell is going on but it was a legit like a massage and they put your feet in like this hot water and but there was let me tell you there was nothing sexy about what was going on in that place Mm. you know it had that fluorescent lighting yeah you know it was the people doing the massage were like 70 year old korean ladies Uh they weren't there was nothing that would indicate that that place had any kind of funny stuff going on. But then I was told by people in the know, it's like, oh, you probably only saw the front of the place. There's a back. That's what was implied, but... You gotta give them a little wink. Let me tell you, You I... You gotta ask for the Well, they better bring out other ladies, because I'm not kidding. These were grandmas. (laughs) Were you like, are there hotter ones in the back, or...? I don't know. I'm just, I'm not just, I'm not super comfortable with, with being touched in a familiar way unless I really know some, do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah it's weird like to too, meet yeah. somebody and then they're going to be, I know, even if it's, I'm not saying like, it's sexual. Let me pour this oil on your back. Right. Also, do you like this? Do you like this music I'm playing? <laughs> Are the lights dim enough? So I've been to places where they do that. The one that I'm talking about though, none of that. No. It was just this, like the lighting we have in here. Nothing. Okay. Um, Glenn has an article. There's a curfew that's going into effect, and it was in the news yesterday, but it's kind of like uh, there's already a curfew right between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m., and I think what they were trying to cover, that's a city curfew, so they expanded it, and this is county commissioners we're talking about, mm-hmm. to include some of the unincorporated areas. So, to yeah, keep kids from uptick. going out to the desert. Yeah, and, there's been an uptick in juvenile uh, crime, so they're trying to oh. get that tick, ticked back down. Uh, right. And some pretty serious, you know, like you know, murders. Yeah, and, bad, and, bad and crime. assaults and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Joanna, was there any place when you were in high school that where kids would go out I'm trying to think of the ones that I've heard about on the on this side of town. Like, go out to the levee. Our deal in high school was you go out to the spillway. The which spillway. was, yeah, the spillway from the lake. <laughs> All right. And the cops wouldn't have... It's almost like you got you to gotta pass. As long as you're at the spillway, you know, you can drink. Would or you party out there? Or? I wasn't cool enough or to say that I would ever party. A, you know, people would go out there and take a, take, take a six-pack and, you know. Right. Take their girlfriend and I know they're totally They go out there and neck. <laughs> go out there was and there neck. a lot of necking? <laughs> I'm sure there was. At the, what did you call it? The spillway. The spillway. The spillway. Yeah. I think there was. I just don't remember what it was called. Just out in the I desert wasn't or cool whatever. enough to be invited. 
I'd like to hear, like, if any anybody wants to yeah. share, like, where yeah, would you go hang spot? out? Where where would you go? I think there was a levee someplace on the west side levee. that all the Coronado kids oh, would okay. go and hang out at. And then different places in the, you know, they'd make a, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? Like a big bonfire. Oh, yeah. And kids would go out there. Like and, a fire pit. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of interesting. Where, what were you, Where were your places you would go hang out that weren't? Around civilization, I guess, to party. <laughs> when you were underage. I got a couple of other stories here. Well, you can find out more about this Trinity of Terror show that's going to be on Halloween night. It's got Ice Nine Kills. Black Veil Brides are going to be there. Um, and it will be on Halloween night at the Coliseum. All right. Motionless and White is also going to be part of the lineup and Atreyu. So all of these bands playing on Halloween night at the County Coliseum. Tickets go on sale this Friday, so we're going to have win them before you can buy them tickets. In fact, we'll probably do that very soon. Give away some tickets for Black Veil Brides, Ice Nine Kills, Motionless and White. Tickets are going to go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. So we're going to get to those coming up in just a few minutes. Also, there was a suggestion that somebody write an article about high school mascots since high school football is getting started, <laughs> but I decided to put a wrinkle on it. Out of all the El Paso high school mascots, which one would win in a fight? Like if you put <laughs> if you put a a cougar in the in a room with a bear. <laughs> who, who who's would, winning? Yeah, right. Who's going to win? So I took all of the El Paso and Socorro and Isleta mascots, and I've got part one up. So I think the the first part is, well, if, if you're a predatory animal, you're probably going to advance. But if you're like an herbivore, so sorry, Montwood Rams. <laughs> <laughs> or, what about uh, like the trooper? Isn't a, isn't isn't what? there a trooper? I know their the their mascot looks like an army dude. So yeah, I'm gonna there, get yeah, to that troopers. today. So you got a few. You got the conquistadors, matadors. The matador. You were a matador, I'm a matador right? Yeah. Right. Ooh. Oh, did, did I wonder if did the matadors ever play a team called the Bulls? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Right. Yeah, that's I don't a good think question. That's a bull. Uh, Highlanders. Highlanders. Is Bel Air. Tigers. See? Knights. El Paso Knights. Now, that's a good one. How would a knight do against a matador? Yeah. Mm. I'm going to say the knight's going to beat him because the matador is just used to stabbing defenseless bulls. <laughs> <laughs> right? But we got that cool cape-looking thing, so. The edge goes to the knight. As a matter <laughs> yeah. of fact, it's probably going to be pretty hard to beat a knight. Uh, Thunderbird is a mythological thing, so I think <laughs> I don't think they beat anybody. Aww. What is a Thunderbird? It is a creature of Native American mythology. Okay. So, and they're supposed to be, you can see in the different colored rocks on the side of the mountain, on the west side, you can see what they call the Thunderbird. Oh, really? Yeah, nobody's ever pointed that out. No. Nobody's ever pointed out the rock that looks like an elephant on Trans Mountain Road for you. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what I'm talking about? The, the the elephant rock? 
No, no, I don't know. Which talking. have you seen? I mean, I've seen the, the mountain. Oh, you've seen the mountain. But I, I don't. <laughs> I've knows, never been. I know of the mountain. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> basically no, yeah. had to print out a picture of it and trace what, what's supposed to be right? the Thunderbird before I've never I ever saw, saw it. it. And I went to Coronado. That <laughs> <laughs> you went and to Marwood. Like, I went. I graduated from Parkland. Oh my God, you went to. You went to Coronado, uh-huh. Montwood. No, I didn't go to Montwood. I never went to Montwood. I thought you were saying, oh, the Troopers. You were a Parkland Trooper. Right? I was a Parkland Matador. Matador, sorry. No. <laughs> this should all be fresh in my mind because I was writing this, this stuff up this. yesterday. So I I have a theory of who would win out of all of the El Paso mascots. Oh, out of all the mascots in El Paso. Of, I think there's one clear favorite, but you won't find out what that is until I write part two of the article. (laughs) (laughs) I told Joanne I was writing this article about high school mascots and I noticed I was coming up on 300 words and I was like, well, crap, I'm going to make this a (laughs) (laughs) two-parter. That's what we call, what what is that called? Quiet quitting. Yeah. I'm going to quiet quit a little bit. Let's get a look at the good news, bad news of the week. This is a segment of the show that we do. And here's the music to let you know that we're doing it, where we look at some of our selected news stories, look at both the negative and positive aspects. Every dark cloud has its silver lining. Every uh, glass is half full and half empty at one point. So that's what the good news, bad news of the week is all about. Starbucks, good news. Starbucks employees at several U.S. Starbucks went on strike for higher wages. The bad news, actually, we don't know what they want because the signs are horrifically misspelled. (laughs) (laughs) You want higher wedges? What the hell? Jennifer Lopez's J-Lo's ex-husband recently said that he doesn't think her marriage to Ben Affleck will last. (gasps) There's some good news. I disagree, said all the 23 other guys who've been married to Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and categorize this one as... That's what I'll call it good news. Recent survey found 67% of Americans think Supreme Court justices should not have lifetime appointments. Did you follow that? 67% of Americans think Supreme Court justices shouldn't have lifetime appointments. All right. The bad news is I think about 33% of our audience are just finding out that Supreme Court justices have lifetime appointments. (laughs) (laughs) They're all, wait a minute. And finally, something that we talked about earlier. The good news today is National Grab Some Nut Days. All right. Grab Some Nuts Mm -hmm. Days, including peanuts, pecans. Or in Megan's case, a corn nut. A corn Corn nut. nut. (laughs) So, uh, happy National Grab Some Nuts Days, everybody. All right. On the bad side, I have a feeling Deshaun Watson is really going to milk this for what's worth. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs)
Deshaun Watson's going to be the first guy. If he ever is out with a pulled groin, you're going to have to ask, well, who pulled it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's our good news, bad news of the week. Let's take a break. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show's on the way right after this. The local guys. The morning show that's live and local. Today, stay and see. We'll see. Loser. Hose back. I'll leave your gate open. Your dog runs away. Steve Kaplowitz. All right, Steve Kaplowitz, El Paso Sports Hall of Famer and host of Sports Talk on ESPN 600 El Paso. Paso ESPN 600, 600 ESPN El Paso. You know, you've done so well for so yeah. long. It's too bad that now you're forgetting again. 600 ESPN El Paso. Yeah, that's right. Good. He he was just playing me something, and it is very good. A very good simulation. It really does sound like him. You're so bad. You are terrible. You want to talk about the uh, the legendary Vin Scully who passed away? Yes. At the age of, I believe, 96? 94. 94. By the way, I just sent you the clip. I emailed it to you. So um, you can you can listen to it. Um, uh, listen, Vin Scully, 67 years calling Dodger baseball. 67. That's amazing. Most people, you know, that's... You think about longevity, and then uh, also calling 25 World Series. He called golf. He called the NFL. One of the, I'll just say this, he's probably the most um, iconic voice in sports history. Fair enough to say? Fair. Let's uh, let's do this. Here, let's play. Let me have a couple clips, then we're going to Mount Rushmore this one. Okay. We're going to talk about the Mount Rushmore I like that. baseball announcement. Okay. Of all time. But uh, Vin Scully's in your George Washington position. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So uh, Vin Scully was the Dodgers broadcaster when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers. I think he started in 49. That was his first year. That was uh, two years after Jackie Robinson uh, broke the color barrier. And what was his last year? Like 16, 17? Yeah. I think there were. Yeah, yeah 16. Had he been. Like working most of the games up to um, that point, or did they no, kind of give him some time off? Or he didn't travel the last couple of years. Right, he took right, like right. select road trips. Uh, here are a couple of Vin Scully's most iconic uh, calls, I guess you would say. First of all, Hank Aaron's 750th home run was 715. 715th yes. home run called by Vin Scully. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. And here is his famous call of Kirk Gibson's home run in game one of the 1988 World Series. One thing Vin Scully always did was he let the crowd tell the story. Like when he, he let, you know, he would, let's say, listen to the crowd cheer for, for like five or ten seconds before he would continue talking. All right. Here is uh, Vin Scully toward the end of his uh, career getting the, getting the stadium fired up with his 
famous line. It's time for Dodger baseball. All right. And what else do we want to do? Vin Scully threw out the first pitch before a World Series game in 2017. And here's what uh, the great Vin Scully had to say. It's a long walk to the mound. You know what I'm thinking right now? Somewhere up in heaven, Duke Snyder, Jackie Robinson, Roy Campanella, and Gil Hodges are laughing their heads off. Look who's throwing out the first ball at the World Series. And uh, here is Joe Buck, whose own father was a legendary baseball announcer, uh, paying tribute to Vin Scully right before the Dodgers won the 2020 World Series. It's impossible to not think of the 92-year-old Vin Scully, the greatest to ever do it. Started with the Dodgers in 1950, retired four years ago. 67 years of his life he poured into the Dodger organization, and you know he's watching and rooting. For those people who had uh, the same announcer for decades, mm-hmm. that voice just, that's baseball. Sure you know, it is. I mean, part, part, part of your baseball experience is that person's voice when they've done it as long as Vin Scully and some others had. I interviewed Vin once. You know, he was hard to get a hold of because we never really knew, you know, his, we didn't have his home number. But one year I found him in Phoenix at the Dodger Hotel. And got him on the phone. We taped about a, a 15, 20-minute interview with him that day. It was, it was right when the movie For Love of the Game came out with Kevin Costner. And he was, the vo- he was like the play-by-play voice in that movie. Like the baseball soundtrack is the best way I would put it. And, um, and it was great. So Vin was, was, you know, it's so hard to get some of these guys um, during the season, even during the off-season. But I had Joe Buck. I've had Jack Buck. Uh, Vin Scully, Ernie Harwell uh, on the program. Mel Allen? Mel Allen was long gone when I started in radio. He was, long gone, when you, he was long gone when you started in radio. So I, I'm, I'm not sure what year Mel passed away, but yeah, I never was able to get Mel Allen on the program. That would have been fun. So, uh, or Red Barber. Oh, Red Barber. See, he, now there was, I don't know how long Red Barber was doing it, but it had to have been like 50 years. I would think so. Mel Allen, by the way, passed away. No, you know, we were both in radio. He passed away in 96, so we were both around back then. But I feel like Red Barber passed away in the 80s, don't you? Uh, 92, I think. Red, Red Barber? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting, All too. Right, so let's do the Mount Rushmore. Let's say Vince Scully okay. just passed away at the age of 94. That's fair. the first head. Okay. So Washington. Right. I'm going to throw out there Harry Carey. Do you think that's a gimme that Harry Carey's in the top four? I don't know. I mean, Harry is probably the most lovable announcer. He's also probably the announcer that was the most hammered during his career. <laughs> on the air. Hey, so. I'm having a Bud Light up here That's with right. Steve Stone. <laughs> and I the Cubbies have got a ring delay going on. I think I'm going to have me another 
Bud Light. <laughs> I can Official see that. sponsors of Cubby's Baseball. You know what? As far as recognizable <laughs> voices, I think as recognizable voices go, I think Harry Carey would be on that list. I do. He'd probably be in the in, in that top four. Now, it's hard to say. It's hard to put guys like Ernie Harwell or Kurt Gowdy or Mel Allen or Red Barber because most people listening to your show have never heard them before and didn't grow up with them Come on. like some of the others have. It's true. Now, Mel Allen. Mel Allen is a did different. a weekly show this, uh, week, this in baseball, week in baseball, starting in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. So most people probably have heard the voice of Mel Allen. Mel Allen has got to be in the Mount Rushmore. So right there, you know, you have to have Mel Allen with Vin Scully. and Joe Gargiola. I loved Joe, Joe Garagiola. Garagiola. Joe Garagiola was one of the greats, too. I don't think I'd put him in the Mount Rushmore list, but he's, he's definitely probably top 10 all time. Now, let's, let's narrow it down and say... People who are mostly known for baseball. Well, that's Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Right. Mel Allen. Right. Vin. Vin. You could definitely... Now, Jack Buck is the... You know, he was the voice of the of the Cardinals, Cardinals. forever, but he also did a lot of football. He was all over um, CBS for years uh, calling NFL games. Now, are we, are we counting guys that were primarily TV or radio? Either or. Either or. Because Buck did radio, but he also did TV. A lot of these well, guys are crossover. Yeah. Now, Mel Allen, you know, this week in baseball, and, and he also did the World Series games on TV, but, you know, radio was really his calling card. All right, let me, throw out, let me throw out a few names that I think should at least be under consideration for the Mount Rushmore of specifically baseball, baseball. announcers. Okay. Specifically, let's even narrow it down to people who had done it for the same team okay. for Long many time. years. Gotcha. Although Harry Carey was was he with like the, the Royals before he was the Cubs? He did the White Sox. White Sox. He did the Cubs, and then I think he also did. I mean, White Sox and Cubs were the two big ones, and I'm trying to remember what other team he was a he was the voice of. Might have been the Cardinals, but I don't know. I mean, Jack was on Jack Buck was the Cardinals forever. Yeah, he did some Cardinals games, I think. All right, here you go, Tim McCarver. Okay, again, great announcer, not a play by play guy, color man. Yeah, just in the booth. I would say this. McCarver was always one of my favorite analysts. Let's put it that way. He was a former player and a good analyst. I'll put McCarver in the analyst category from Mount Rushmore. Sure. Who else you got? Um... Ernie Harwell. Yeah, I mean Ernie's the voice of the he was the voice of the Tigers forever. I was able to get Ernie Harwell on the show once towards the end. Uh he wrote a book and we had Ernie on. And to me, you know, again, Ernie Harwell is one of those announcers that a lot of people might not recognize his his voice and his name, but so iconic for all the years he was in Detroit. All right. I'm gonna give you a line from a commercial that this guy was Bob Euchre. I must be in the front row. <laughs> I know that now. And, and here's the thing: Bob Euchre has been doing Milwaukee games forever, and is, he is. Is Euchre still doing them? Yes, he's God. still on the air, and he's in his 80s. So I mean, you know, well, Uke, a big bump of his to his career was that he was the announcer in Major League. That's true, and he did the Miller Lite commercials, and he became a celebrity like outside of the games. He really did because Euchre couldn't baseball, hit right? just yes. a bit yes. outside. Yeah, you ever see the movie Major League, Megan? I have not. Oh, my God. Um, first off, shame on you, because that is one of the <laughs> greatest baseball movies of all time. Um, yeah, you definitely want to see that. Make sure the kids are asleep. Uh, and, yeah, because there's some language. But you're, 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 you'll you're you'll immediately say it's one of your favorite movies. And Bob Euchre is the, the TV play-by-play or the radio play-by-play voice uh, of the Indians in that movie. Awesome. So as much as I would like to put Euchre 
on the Mount Rushmore. So, you know, here's go. the thing with me. I, here's my problem, okay? My problem is I'm I, I do I'm very partial to the old announcers. So for me, Red Barber and Mel Allen are on the Mount Rushmore. They are. They're in there, okay? Along with Vin Scully. And then you have that last spot. Do you give it to Harwell? Do you give it to um do you give it to Harry Carey? Do you give it to Jack Buck? I'd probably go Buck. Uh, Jack Buck in that last spot, but it's so debatable. We have not brought up the name Phil Rizzuto. Great name, also like <laughs> like he's like Tim McCarver. Right. He is the, lovable the... analyst, former player, one of the all time greats. I mean, to me, you can't you can't mix and match. Like in other words. I just interviewed Kerry because I was doing a sports show in college and I uh, had an interview with him. And he was great on the field. And then all of a sudden, during the game, I have a seat in the media area. And who sits down next to me? Harry Carey. So, hey, is this seat taken? And you want to know, this is funny what he says. Are you old enough to drink a beer? <laughs> <laughs> he tells me after like two innings, he said, son. Uh, this is this seat is Steve Stone's seat. I'm going to need you to move. Oh, I said, oh, oh, no problem, oh. Harry. And you want to know what he did the rest of the game? He used it to prop Frank. up his feet. <laughs> he never... Stone he, never Stone, showed up? Stone was never going to come. <laughs> he just wanted a seat Feet. for his legs just to get comfortable. Okay. And or that was what he did. Or he was not enjoying your company and he well, just wanted you to I leave. was there I was there before him I sat down and he sat down later during the because he was working the crowd did you ask you know, him, did you tell him it doesn't have Steve Stone's name on it no I wasn't going to you think I'm going to go fight with Harry Carey when I'm let's say 19 20 years old at spring training no thank you I wasn't going to do that but uh, I just thought it was great that he told me that this was you know that Steve was coming and this is where he was going to sit and then later on when I was looking around and I went back to that area he was just using it as a foot prop which uh, just to prop up his feet it was great I'm you to have nine or ten empties mm-hmm. in the seat. <laughs> he might have. Who knows? That could have been the truth, too. But, um, yeah, Harry Carey, one of the all-time greats, no doubt about it. Hi, Steve. This is Vin Scully, and I just wanted to say congratulations on your induction into the El Paso Sports Hall of Fame. That is one of my career a lifetime achievement awards. That right there. I'll say, you know, uh, when we did the show that time, when I was getting into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame, uh, the guys Who'd here... You get Frank Caliendo to pretend to be... Uh, no, that was great. Chad Middleton was called the Dodgers, and because he was working with Chad, was working with me at the time. He called the Dodgers, told him about what was going on. We were airing Dodger games at that point. That was before the Chihuahuas. That was uh, 2013, the year before the Chihuahuas came in, and um, they were able to get Vin Scully to record that little clip and then email it to us and then we played on the show that day and I was like wow that just that blew me away because they really went above and beyond that day to uh, to get that and I just thought man getting uh, Vin Scully to give you a little personal congratulatory note that's that's just awesome I guess we should probably we, we might as well mention that I guess unofficially El Paso's a Dodgers town I, I guess because I, we're an affiliate because the Chihuahuas are, are Padres affiliates we're supposed to be Padres but so they I did see this, a lot more Dodgers 
they did jerseys this, and caps um, and anything else in El Paso. The El Paso Times did a, did, a, did a poll years ago. This is back in the days when we still had Diablo Baseball and we were the Diamondbacks affiliate. And overwhelmingly, everybody voted Dodgers as their favorite baseball team, yeah. even though Diamondbacks. Now, I think because of the popularity of the Chihuahuas with the Padres, there's a ton of Padre fans here now, more than there ever was. But there are still so many people that are Dodger fans. When Oklahoma City comes to town, and that's the Oklahoma City Dodgers, to play the Chihuahuas, you see Dodger jerseys everywhere at Southwest University Park. So it's definitely El Paso has and probably always will be a Dodger town. All right, let me see if I got this. So Vin Scully, Mel Allen. Yep. uh, I'm going Red Barber. Yeah, sure. I mean, that was a little before my time. Mine too, but he's iconic. They interviewed him a lot for that Ken Burns documentary, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I know Red Barber mostly from that baseball documentary that Ken Burns did oh, yeah. in the 90s. So, And then I I just got to go. Harry Carey. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'll go he Jack Buck. Steve Kaplowitz out of a seat for an imaginary friend. And, That's yeah. amazing. It was amazing. It was great. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that is a true story, by the way. True story. But I did get Harry Carey to sign a baseball, and I still have it. And it says, holy cow, Harry Carey. Holy cow! But you know who else is a great announcer? Remember Harry Callis, the voice of the Phillies forever? He was like a... And he was on... He did NFL films uh, after uh, John Facenda passed away. So Harry Callis became the voice of NFL films for a long time. He's another announcer that you could... But again, the problem is Harry Callis was Philadelphia. And if you didn't live in that area, you'll know the voice, but you might not know the name. So another great announcer that that was doing Phillies games forever. All right. Well, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard you play. Hi, Steve. This is Vin Scully. And I just wanted to say congratulations on your induction into the El Paso Sports Hall of Fame. Thank you. And that was not Frank Caliendo. That really is Vin Scully. (laughs) What? what, So we can find Rich Little? Do you want to weigh in on this? I've got an article at KLEQ.com that I wrote yesterday. i got to write part two of it. Out of all the high school mascots in the El Paso School District, Isleta, mm-hmm. Socorro, which one would win in, like, a fight? Oh, that's interesting. I've never thought about that. Mascots, but, like, the l- taking it a step further. Yeah, and some people are going to say, well, we're the conquistadors, mm. so that could be, no, no, one of everybody's multiple. So it's like I'll tell you who's not one cougar win. versus one bear. I'll tell you who, who would win. I'll tell you, well, in that <laughs> regard, I would probably, I would go, oof, bear over cougar. I'd probably go bear. How about you? Well, I think the early matchups have got to be, like, Bowie against Montwood. So a bear is definitely got to eat a ram, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, I'll tell you who's not going to win. I'll tell you who finished last. My alma mater, the Thunderbirds. Yeah, that's, mythological that's like, creature. That's like dinner for everybody. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, a Thunderbird is just like this mythological. I bet they were yeah. pretty bit badass in mythology. You think so? Yeah, it's going to be tougher, though, when it gets down to, like, the Knights, mm. the Rangers, or... Yeah, there's Rangers, Riverside yeah, Rangers. Riverside Rangers. Sure. Uh, Matadors. Mm-hmm. Highlanders. Yeah, there's tough ones. You really, you've taken, you, you've put some thought into this, haven't you? Do you want, do you want me to go ahead and spoil? I'm going to write part two, and I'm going to no, name the winner. Spoil. Don't spoil it. Nah. Fine. Tomorrow, I'll let you know. I've definitely got this figured out. There's one mascot that could definitely beat any other mascot if... I don't know. 
you just put them put them in a room together with a slab of raw meat, and they got to fight over it. Who's going to win? I like that. All right, so I'll have that answer tomorrow. Thanks, Steve. You got it. Let's take a break. We'll come. Uh, we'll have more coming up. Joanna's entertainment news and much more ahead in our final hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Right after this. KLAQ El Paso and KLAQ.com. KLAQ. Selling your home is such an important decision, and Buzz is back. All right, on the way, we'll take a look at the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Day three of school for most of the students in El Paso. Also, we've got winning before you can buy tickets for the Trinity of Terror. It's a Halloween con- uh, concert on Halloween night at the El Paso County Coliseum featuring Ice Nine Kills, Black Veil Brides, Motionless in White, special guest Atreyu. And tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. So today and tomorrow throughout the day, we're going to have tickets for this great show. Ice Nine Kills is like... The ultimate Halloween metal band. Yeah, is that a is that a good way to say it? Yeah, as in they're all really into horror, and a lot of their songs are based on horror movies. Yep. Uh, So we have tickets to give away for that coming up here in just a few minutes. You Connected comes up on Sunday. It is our new rock show that also has a special focus on local rock. So we've got uh, a song. It's a collaboration of Motley Crue, Asking Alexandria, Ice Nine Kills, and From Ashes to the New. It's called 21 Bullets. So you're going to hear that. The horror thriller The Retaliators is going to hit theaters in September September the 14th. And on the local scene, Daniel Paulus is going to have these Borderland bands featured on Sunday's Q Connected, The Dead Electrics, Dawn of Flames, and Britney's Rage, brought to you by The Rock House, 9828 Montana. Follow them on Facebook for a schedule of all the shows they have coming up and listen to Q Connected Sundays 5 to 7 on 95.5 KLAQ. Nico is out today because he tested positive for COVID. And we mm. were all eating those chips. Yeah, and he brought in a bag of chips. Came in offering. He did offer. He he, he insisted. Made it, yes. He insisted, insisted that we try these potato insisted chips. Insisted upon. <laughs> hey, something else uh, to mention: the Sunshine and Whiskey Festival coming up August thirty first. Uh, maybe it's not August thirty first. It's September 17th. <laughs> August 31st was when this announcement was approved. <laughs> September 17th is the Sunshine and Whiskey Festival. Food, drink, and fun. Two stages. We got a country stage headlined by the Eli Young Band. And the rock stage headliners trapped. Info and tickets. I'm going to give you a website, sunshineandwhiskeyep.com. That's sunshineandwhiskeyep.com. Oh, this is good to know. Kids at 12 and under are free at a whiskey party. Okay. <laughs> well, there's also sunshine, all right? Oh, yeah. Sunshine it's, and whiskey. It's sunshine, too. 
Uh, before we get to the Mo Show calendar, uh-huh. is there anything that we should be talking about that we haven't been talking about? Um, Alex Jones testified in his trial. Some of the parents from Sandy Hook are suing Alex Jones for $150 million. What did he do? Well, on his show, he said it was fake that they were actors or that their children never existed at all and his crazy fans actually started sending threatening messages Mm -hmm. to these people and I still see cars with the InfoWars but mostly trucks but I see a lot of vehicles with the InfoWars I would if you see a car with the InfoWars bumper sticker Resist your urge. Don't break their window with a rock or <laughs> s- slash a tire or anything. Just pray that they have a blowout. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of advertising something when you drive around with an InfoWars sticker on your truck. Oh, for sure. You want everybody to know. You want everybody to know that you agree with this guy who's basically terrorizing these parents of first graders who were killed at Sandy Hook. So right next to their ditch, Buzz Adams. <laughs> right next to the ditch. Right. Read that. Find that article. There, the, in one part of town, there are these bumper stickers that somebody had made up that say "Ditch Buzz Adams." Do you remember what the uh, rest? El Paso of? knows better. Right. El Paso oh, knows yeah. better. They didn't include like the and hours were, that I'm on or the call letters <laughs> or frequency or anything they like that. They were in the same vicinity as Infowars bumper stickers. So. I was just wondering, I wonder if the guy who stuck this InfoWars bumper sticker is the same guy who made up the Ditch Buzz Adams, because that would be about the highest praise. A guy who who's a fan of Alex Jones and InfoWars hates me. Honestly, you could hand me a Nobel Prize and I wouldn't feel more honored <laughs> than I am by that. On Disney Plus, Lightyear, that... Uh, Buzz Lightyear movie that had Chris Evans instead of Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear is going to be out on Disney Plus. Oh right! Didn't that just come out like a month ago? It just less came than out. a month ago. Yeah. yeah, they're doing that thing where they kind of put it in theaters first, and then like a few weeks later, bam, Disney Plus. See how it does. See how it does in theaters, but then I, I think don't, a lot I of don't these, think it went well. especially a kids movie. I think a lot of people are like, okay, listen. The kids can wait a couple weeks. Yeah. It'll be free. And <laughs> that's what I tell my nephews. You still got to buy a ticket for the kid. And I think they got to buy adult tickets starting when they're like eight. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then when you take kids, you got to give them snacks and stuff. And it's just super expensive if you're going to take like two kids or three kids. Oh, yeah. Go on uh, on Wednesdays. I think they have a, a good deal at the. Um What's the, the Flix brew house? The one uh, on the west side? Don't mm-hmm. get me started right on Flix. Don't get me started on Flix. What do they have? Like kids? Do they have like a kids movie camp? No. I, what, I think a lot of Wednesdays, theaters do have something like that. I, I just think yeah. Wednesdays, their tickets are, are only 5 or $6. You know, you know what They're the kids movie Wednesdays. camps are, right? Hey, drop your kids off the movies for six hours. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Let me see. Well, today is the three-year anniversary of the Walmart shooting in El Paso. So three years ago to the date on a Saturday. Almost uh, the exact time. Yeah. So they've got you. You mentioned news. They got 
Do you have that handy? Like yep. all the different uh, observances and different things that are going on for the three-year anniversary of the Walmart shooting? Yep. Tonight at uh, Ponder Park from 7 to 9 p.m., there will be a remembrance. Um, there also will be a resilience ceremony at 8 o'clock at Ascarate Park. And at 8.30, the star will flash 23 times on the mountain to honor the victims. The community is also encouraged to light their front yards, porches, windows with candles, twinkle lights, luminaries, whatever you feel like you want to do to commemorate. All right. Yeah. Very solemn day. Three the years. Three years have gone by. So much has happened since then, but that was a shock. Uh, yeah, day. right. That was a shock. Were you in El Paso? We yet? had just we, yeah, we were um, seven or eight months in El Paso by then. Okay. And we moved here from from Dayton. And, then and if Dayton you remember, shooting. the Dayton shooting happened that night, next day. Oh my God. Well, there were th- there were there were three. There there was the El Paso shooting, which you know, us being in El Paso, that's going to be you know yeah. the thing that. But you had just moved from Dayton, and mm-hmm. they had a shooting like at the at the kind of like the nightlife district. Yeah, the Oregon district where all the bars are. And I mean, after that day, that night, um, I remember my husband came home and told me that there was another shooting in in Dayton, and I, I was in such a state of kind of just exhaustive shock because that, because of the El, the El Paso stuff. Yeah, and then they came the El Paso, hate. and then to hear that was wacky. I mean, it was just like, what is happening? I mean... I think there was also a shooting the same day or the that weekend uh, out on I I-20 around Midland Odessa. Remember somebody, there was some kind of shooting. It was an insane weekend, but... Yeah. Well, hang in there. If you're having having some trauma today, hang in there. Because I'm, you know up and down. I feel weird, too. Sometimes, you know, in just moments, I just feel sad. Uh, Change gears a little bit. You know, we've got all these wildfires going on and you ask, how do wildfires get started? Well, sometimes it's just like somebody not putting out a campfire, but also sometimes it's fire prevention that gets out of control, like they're doing a controlled burn. That was one. Some of the big ones up in New Mexico this summer have been because it was a controlled burn that got out of that got control. out of control, so it wasn't in control. Uh, in Utah, a guy started a wildfire while trying to burn a spider. <gasps> Do we hear the details of can this? Can you just step oh on, step on right? the spider? And throw a chunk at it? Uh, firefighters have been dealing with a big wildfire near Provo in Utah. It started Monday afternoon and burned about 40 acres, so it's not you know, quite as wide-ranging as some of the California and New Mexico fire, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, Utah got some rain, and that really helped things out, but firefighters have been dealing with hot spots the last couple of days, but it's the reason that this fire got started that's the real headline here. A 26-year-old man named Corey Martin admitted to police that he started the fire on accident while trying to kill a spider. He was up on a mountain what up on a mountain? That's the spider's home. I thought he must right. have done it at his house. I thought it invaded your home. I didn't see that part of the story. If you're out in the mountains hiking and there's That's this, of course there are live. spiders. The spider should burn you with a light. <laughs> okay, so he was up on a mountain and tried to burn it with his lighter, the spider. And 
set the ground on fire by mistake. Uh, so he is facing this guy, this 26 year old dude, is facing charges for reckless burning. Yeah. They also found the a jar. Here, dude. They also found a jar of weed on him. So I guess that answers the question: Why did he have a lighter with him while he was hiking up in the mountain? Why he was trying to burn the spider? Uh, oh, I totally misunderstood the story. I was with you. Hey, look, step on a spider, or swat it with a rolled-up magazine or newspaper. Yeah. But if you're in the mountains it. hiking, yeah, you're gonna see all kinds of creatures. Don't hassle them, man. Yeah. That's where they live. That's where they live. That's they home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events. Uh, today is Friendship Day. Aww. Thank you, co-workers, for your friendship. Aww. <laughs> you just call co-workers. <laughs> yes, thank you. You're more than co-workers. Your friends. Your co-workers friends. that kind of feel like you have to be friends with me, and that is so special. It's nice. Today is Watermelon Day. Love me some watermelon in the summertime. Sprinkle a little Mm. salt on top. Hell yeah. Today is also Grab Some Nuts Day. And it is all about your pecans, your cashews. Megan told Megan told me that almonds aren't aren't actually nuts. What? So you're gonna have to re, you're gonna have to revise your top three nuts <laughs> First, list. The corn nuts. Yeah, I corn know. nuts are not nuts. This with almonds. What? I know. If, I know. If almonds aren't nuts, what are they? They're technically a seed. Technically a seed. I mean, peanuts are a legume. All right. All right. Yes. So, see, are we gonna be like? Looking for the pronouns of these nuts. <laughs> the pronouns. <laughs> well, now you've got me wondering what actually is a nut. Is a pistachio a nut? What is considered? Yeah, what's what's the technicality? I'll tell you what. That? Look that up real quick. We have a we have a uh, national grab some nuts day song. So while you're looking that up, let me know what is a nut and what isn't. It's national grab some nuts day. So do your part. And grab some nuts today, but not too hard. This special day only comes one time a year. So if somebody goes for your nuts, just buy them a couple of beers. Some people have nuts to grab, some people don't. If you can't find any nuts, don't mean you won't. I know there's one or two nuts in every home. All right, so let's go over some of the celebrities having birthdays. Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte is 38. Ryan Lochte. What was the word? Remember, he had a word and, oh, and a catchphrase. Um, he was trying to get it patented or copyright. Was it the cha? Cha, cha, cha. I don't see that on a lot of shirts or anything, so I don't know if he ever trademarked it. How do you spell it? Evangeline Lilly, who plays the Wasp in the Ant Man movie, she was also Kate on Lost, is 43 today. And the greatest of all time, I, I'll i stand by that, Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots is 45 today. He really has accomplished everything, right? Not only winning all those Super Bowls in Boston, but then going to Tampa <laughs> as a 42-year-old or whatever and winning a Super Bowl there. And he's chiseled and I know. beautiful. Like, you and know, just 
well spoken and good teeth. Screw him. Even, <laughs> even with that butt chin of his. Yeah, he's got uh. a. He's, got a, he's so pretty. He's got a bee hole on his chin, but other than that, <laughs> happy birthday, Tom Brady. Uh, Metallica lead singer James Hetfield also having a birthday today. He's 59. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jay North, who played Dennis the Menace on the live action series in the 60s, is 71. Now, let me ask, as a millennial who also had... Uh, Nick at night. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the black and white Dennis uh, Dennis the Menace show that was on? Or have you? Are you aware that such a thing existed? I'm aware it existed. Never seen. Never one. saw it. But you saw the movies where Walter Matthau yes. was Mr. Wilson in the '90s, though, right? Iconic. Um, well, anyway, Jay North is 71. Uh, birthday for actor Martin Sheen, the father of Charlie and Emilio Estevez, is 82 today. And the great crooner Tony Bennett, who is still alive, God bless him, 96 years old today. Also, Martha Stewart is having a birthday. Oh. Martha Stewart turns 81. And when she's not hanging out with Snoop Dogg. I know she's a big nut fan <laughs> since it's uh, Grab yeah, Some Nuts yeah. Day. I think we should bring and also Martha Stewart's birthday. That's a common theme there mm-hmm. because she's a big nut fan. Martha Stewart celebrates August 3rd and Grab Some Nuts Day. Just look at all these amazing nuts in front of me. Martha likes looking at amazing nuts. I love nuts. I love delicious fresh nuts. She loves delicious fresh nuts. <laughs> they have a white yes, sort of oily flesh. You don't break the nut meat. No. But don't break the nut meat. These are very hard to crack. And enjoy Grab Some Nuts Day. Oh, mm, yum. <laughs> this is the Buzz Adams Morning 